Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Motivation Assist podcast, where myself and Jody today are going to talk about alcohol. Very hot topic, um, and comes up a lot, um, during, uh, on the program with clients and, and for information for you all in general. Um, you know, back to, the the psychological side of the program why do we drink we'd often ask that question and for sure alcohol again is something that we put in the mouth so we're talking about oral comforts here we're talking about food smoking we've covered already on a podcast and alcohol is certainly one I know a lot of um, people are telling us that they're using alcohol to relax to de-stress and stress is huge in people's lives at the moment. Um, so again, you know, we need to look at, um, the, the issue. Is it actually helping? Is it a reward as we call it? Is it something nice and comforting? And of course, the answer is no, because Jody, you're going to talk about the amount of calories that, that, um, the alcohol contains and, um, the effect it has on our, our body, which is, and thank you, you did a fabulous, um, document um which showed the equivalent of carbohydrates um what what you know serving of, of a glass of gin and tonic and not a, a bucket we're talking about mm, a glass standard um, glass. yeah carbohydrate wise i have it here in front of me a standard serving of gin and tonic can equal five cream crackers so to me when you did that that was shocking and by the way guys just to let you know that um the documents that we're talking about our assist documents and any resources we mentioned and discuss are actually available on our website motivation.ie so jody maybe you'd like to to tell us shock us even more about yeah. the alcohol and that document contains the carbohydrate references and compare comparisons for all of your favorite drinks so if you are interested in seeing what you're drinking um calorie wise go on to our website which is motivation.ie and have a look at the comparisons because people often forget to count the calories that they drink mm. and this happens more and more on a diet you know people might come in and say well I'm eating really well and I'm, I'm sticking to my eating program but they're just forgetting about the couple hundred calories they might be drinking for a lot of people every evening with their glass of wine when they get home from work. Mm -hmm. So pure alcohol contains about seven calories per gram, which makes it almost twice as fattening as carbohydrates or protein. And it brings it in just under the value for fat, which is at nine calories per gram. So if you want to lose weight, alcohol, it really is like oil and water. They just don't mix, unfortunately. And aside from kind of the calorie content of alcohol, obviously the negative effects that it has on our bodies in general don't really adhere to our weight loss programs, unfortunately. But what we should mention is that we do have two options for people in motivation. So if you come in and you're really not in a position to give up your social drink at the weekend, maybe, and you're just not ready to make that commitment, we do have programs that allow for alcohol to be allocated as carbohydrate serving. So that's our boost program. But then we also have our accelerator program, which is for, you know, really quick weight loss, get you kickstarted on a program and that doesn't allow for alcohol. So we do have options here. We're not telling people that they have to go gung-ho and cut it out completely. We're being realistic. Or feel deprived. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. And mean, the accelerator, Jody, is the real fat burner one that, exactly. that we've talked about that burns fat really quickly. So it's really motivating for people. That's so that's it. good to know. They don't have to cut, cut it out totally. 
But I mean, aside from kind of calorie content of what we're drinking, if we look at the effect that alcohol has on the body when it comes to things like sleep, stimulating appetite, we all know on a Sunday, if we've been on a heavy night out the night before, we are tired, we're restless, we Mm -hmm. are hungover, Mm -hmm. we are reaching for foods we might not reach for on a normal day. So we have to look at kind of the bigger picture when it comes to what we're drinking and what we're putting into our bodies. And you've mentioned sleep there um, and and people back to, to what I was saying in the opening, that people are telling us more and more that they're using the alcohol um, to unwind and, you know, they're hoping it'll help them come come down off a high stress, whatever, and to sleep well. But in fact, um, as a result of alcohol, we actually get less rest and less sleep. And lack of sleep is actually a trigger for eating. Um, and as you, you mentioned also, Jodie, the, the whole munchies thing, the, the, you're waking up because your sugar and your insulin is, is, um, peaks. You're going to wake up hungry. So I think you have a little tip, don't you? That, that, that you've talked about before with protein, having protein before exactly, we go to bed, yeah. is it? And so in the morning? Alcohol definitely stimulates the appetite. And if you think about not only common foods that accompany alcohol if you think when you're in a pub often there's a bowl of salty nuts placed in front of you to drink to encourage you to drink more but then when you do wake up in the morning you're usually hungry and you reach for fat rich foods that you really shouldn't be having even if you weren't drinking Mm -hmm. so yeah what we say is for people to maybe try one of our protein subs before they go to bed have a, a drink um, they can be really good for stabilizing the blood sugar overnight so that when you wake up, you're not in a, a huge drop where you're reaching for foods you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, try to have a really good quality protein-based breakfast as soon as you can. Um, and that'll help you get back on track and not right off the rest of the day ordering Domino's at 12 o'clock. And just to touch base on another thing that we see, and this is scientifically proven. So often if we, especially are in a social setting, we might have a drink before we have dinner. And research has shown that if you do consume alcohol before sitting down to a meal, there's usually at least a 20% increase in the calories consumed during the meal when alcohol was had before. So you're more likely to overeat, lose your inhibition when it comes to food or sticking to a weight loss program. So what we encourage people to do is to avoid having that drink before they sit down to a meal or swap it for water and keep your drink for during your meal or afterwards. Another thing that we see that I think is really dangerous um, and goes sort of unnoticed for so many people in Ireland, it's not just men, is the beer belly. And I think we see it on a lot of men in Ireland. We also see it on a lot of women in Ireland. I know I do in clinic. And it's when people carry fat around the abdomen. So abdominal visceral fat and that is the type of fat that is unfortunately really dangerous from a health point of view. If you carry weight around your middle it puts you at an increased risk for type 2 diabetes, elevated blood lipids, hypertension and cardiovascular disease and alcohol is one of the number one contributors towards that type of fat. So unfortunately from a health point of view as well as from a weight loss point of view it's just something we really need to be really conscious of and we are unfortunately really prone to here in Ireland. Super Jodie. So could you, what would you suggest or what would your top tips be for
for reducing calories or for, you know, a, a better alternative alcohol wise, what would you recommend? Yeah, so there are a couple of easy tips and tricks you can try and implement when you are having a drink to help you along your way. So the first one we would say is to have a non-alcoholic drink in between each alcoholic drink. And that kind of comes back to also having a glass of water on hand to quench your thirst. Because if you are like we said, sitting in a bar and maybe there's nuts on the table and you're getting thirsty because you're increasing your salt intake, having some water to sip on so that you're not trying to quench your thirst with your alcoholic drink will make a big difference. And um, we mentioned always having food, which includes protein in your stomach before you have a drink, ideally when you come home before you go to bed and then waking up in the morning. And learn to sip your drink and make it last longer. We have an awful habit of trying to finish our drinks before the next round is bought when we're out. And if you can learn to say, no, I'm okay for this round and sit this one out, try and make your drink last a little longer. Maybe if you're having a beer, mix it with something like a Sprite Zero and turn it into a Shandy. And that way you can stretch it out a little bit without feeling deprived. And I know the men um, over the years have often said to us, I'm not giving up my pint. And when we talk about it, it's nearly the action of having the pint glass in, exactly. in their hand. So, so there are swaps that you can make if you don't want to lose out on the social scene or the feeling of having your beer or your glass of wine there are great non-alcoholic alternatives available now um i'm pregnant so at the minute i'm not drinking and i found a really nice non-alcoholic wine which is by the brand torres and i think you can get it in most wine dealers now i know o'brien's i think sell it um it has only 19 calories a glass so when you compare that to a standard serving of red wine which is normally about 120 calories a glass so about a fifth of the content yeah and you're still getting the taste and the experience Mm. there's another really good non-alcoholic beer that we love by brew dog it's called nanny state again one bottle of that comes in at around 25 calories compared to a bottle of standard beer which is around 130 calories so again about a fifth of the content but then if you don't want to give up your alcohol and you don't want something non-alcoholic opt for the light versions that are available now so for example if you're having a gin and tonic if you swap your tonic for a slimline tonic it's 18 times lower in calories when compared to regular tonic water so that's a really easy swap to make that straight away is cutting out a large amount of calories for you um if we think of beer there are so many light options available now all of the big brands have brought out versions so always up for that when you can Avoid things like cider that are really sugary and really heavy. And if you can, swap for a light beer. Or if you don't want to do that, swap for a light cider. And just make smart choices. So if you're having a vodka, choose a mixer that is sugar-free and calorie-free. Don't opt for a full-fat Coke with your vodka when you can, when you know Coke Zero is there. That is calorie-free, sugar-free. Just be more educated about what you're drinking. So hopefully that has been helpful to to everybody listening. Um, And I would say um, if you feel like rewarding yourself or you want to de-stress or um, relax, then reward yourself maybe this evening positively, non-orally. A lot of our clients actually find it hard to think of things that would be non-oral. So maybe, you know, I always say peace and quiet. Silence for me is golden. So 
uh, playing your favorite piece of music, have a bath, whatever it may be, but don't punish yourself, um, as we would say, by by using the alcohol. Um, so thank you guys, as always, for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you did find it helpful and we look forward to covering another hot topic next week.